Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gio and Joey show. We have reaction videos. We're going to look at two short clips and give our opinions. Joey, how are you doing today? Better than I deserve. Amen, brother. Tee us up. What are we going to look at in this first video? Yeah, so the issue we're going to be talking about today is one that I think affects all of us. It's called woke capitalism, and it's how billionaires and corporate elites are usurping the power of the American democracy and kind of our self, our experiment in self-government. We're actually going to look at it from two perspectives that both critique it. The videos we're going to react to are actually from a progressive who also has an issue with this, even though the values that woke capitalism virtue signals on are woke values. This person also recognizes that taking these conversations out of the hands of the, our democracy and the citizens is problematic for progressives just as much as it is for conservatives. And then we got a few quotes from a conservative author and a presidential candidate. Let's show the first video and we'll take it from there. Welcome, Carl. Hi, Jess. Hello. Thank you for speaking to me today from Australia. Indeed. My pleasure to join you. Yeah, it's lovely to speak to you. And um, the book's amazing. I really enjoyed reading the book. So let's Thanks. start by talking about what do we mean by woke capitalism? It'd be great if you could talk us through the concept and give a couple of examples from the book that particularly highlight the issue. Certainly. I mean, woke capitalism really is referring to a situation that we're in now where it seems that increasing numbers of corporations and particularly large multinational, often uh, US-based corporations, are aligning themselves with social movements of various kinds and kind of social political positions of various kinds, often involves widespread publicity and advertising around this. Let me just stop it there because I haven't seen the video Joey has, but something that jumped out at me real quick is that America is leading the bus on this stuff. And biblically speaking, in Revelation chapter 13 and 14, America is represented it in those chapters we won't tell you how and why now but it mentions in those two chapters that america will be leading the bus and lo and behold look what we have here america leading the bus let's continue and any thoughts on that joey yeah no i was just going to comment and i think we can start to see where he's going but we all know what's coming up here in a moment is the month of june which is the month when woke corporations spew like rainbow colored vomit onto everything. I saw a Ford truck that was just painted all rainbow in one of their ads. So it's just like, we can see that like these values get spewed out in like universal, with universal strength from all of these major companies. And it's publicly supporting these positions. What's really interesting about it, the, the positions being supported are the ones that traditionally might have been associated with progressive or left politics. Mm -hmm. Things like Black Lives Matter, uh, Me Too, um, LGBTIQ rights and so forth. Um, so it's very much corporations pursuing a progressive agenda. Uh, and sometimes uh, the term itself, woke capitalism, is usually used pejoratively, um, often associated with political correctness and virtue signaling uh, on the part of corporations. I mean, you mentioned, uh, as you introduced, 
Nike's uh, Colin Kaepernick campaign, which connected Nike to the Black Lives Matter movement. You mentioned Gillette. They had this campaign, The Best a Man Can Be, which was addressing toxic masculinity in the wake of the Me Too campaign. I mean, there's other examples. I mean, earlier this year, a Silicon Valley startup company called um, Better Up hired Prince Harry, of all people, as their chief impact officer. Yes, um, designed to help them get get impact. This is a, a career coaching company hiring someone whose uh, achievements are perhaps not originated as merit based, but more by birthright um, involved in career coaching. So again, this is seen as as kind of woke capitalism, and it's usually criticised um, uh, by kind of shouty conservatives and you know from the reactionary side of politics, saying that. This is an aberration of what business should be about. And, you know, some even going as far as saying there is some kind of socialist takeover uh, of business. I mean, there's no grounds to that, but that's the kind of rhetoric we hear from pundits of of that type. Yeah, so you can see there... um... He's no conservative, right? You know, he had to, he did his whole thing about what woke capitalism, and he had to sh- did that little dig at the end, like ah, oh, it's the reaction. No, I do agree with him. Actually, it's not exactly a socialist takeover. I mean, this is capitalism. These are companies choosing to do it. And as we're gonna see, well, the quotes we're gonna have from the well, I read a book by that author, and one thing that Vivek Ramaswamy points out in his book Woke Inc. is that listen. Corporate virtue sing or corporate excess is nothing new, right? In other words, he's a guy. He was a hedge fund manager. He was a young investor. He was a intern at Goldman Sachs. He's like, listen, I got a front row seat at all this, and he saw the beginning of the pre woke capitalism era, whereas like these corporations would they take investor money and they throw parties for themselves, right, where they had strippers and blow and drugs. And then they decided they wanted to reform their image. So around like the mid 2000s, 2010s, they decided, listen, what we're going to do in order to, it's not about really, and here's the other thing, it's not even about this progressive politics. And that's what we're going to see. It's about making money. That's all it is. And so he, he described in the book one event where it's like Goldman Sachs decided they wanted to give back to the earth. So they're going to have a tree planting day and um, they all show up. And then when he gets, he, he goes too, and he's got like gloves and boots and he's like, all right, we're going to plant trees. We're going to plant trees. Right. And he goes, and he gets there and nobody's planting trees. And then finally they ended up planting one tree and taking a bunch, a bunch of pictures around it. And then after being there like 20 minutes, I said, all right, it's time to go to the bar and get drunk. <laughs> and so it's like, it's all this stuff is empty virtue signaling, but it's, if they feel they can get good press out of it, they feel that the democratic party is going to support them. They'll do it. But it's, just about corporate greed. That's all it is. It's about making more money, which is what capitalism's always been about. But now it's under the the assumption that, hey, we're going to write your social values. And that's where it actually gets even more insidious than the, you know, the degenerates like spending it on degeneracy. Now they're spending it to decide how our, what the social values of our country are going to be and taking that question out of the hands of our democracy. Well, nothing new under the sun, as the Bible says, the Pharisees had the same attitude. They wanted to use religion as a money-making scheme, and they would act pious, and they would virtual signal just so the coffers continue to 
come in and ring and they get richer. So look, human nature hasn't changed and we see it. They're catering to what they think the drum beaters are saying or wanting. But the reality of it all is that the majority of Americans don't want this. But we want to be left alone. But the moment you start coming after our kids, that's when we the pushback begins. What else did you want to point out from this clip? I think we can jump to the next one and get that explanation, then we'll jump into the quotes. Hi, my name's Kyle Rhodes, and I'm the author of this book, Woke Capitalism, How Corporate Morality is Sabotaging Democracy. From Nike's support for Colin Kaepernick to Gillette's engagement with the toxic masculinity debate, recent years has seen a sharp increase in corporations publicly supporting positions traditionally associated with progressive or left politics. This is the phenomenon that has been come to be known as woke capitalism. Now, many critics decry the idea of woke capitalism because they disagree with its progressive politics. This book is different. In fact, it is written from a progressive point of view. The book asks you to think about how woke capitalism might in fact be a threat to democracy. Why? Because woke capitalism puts us on a trajectory to a place where private corporate interests take over public life. At worst, woke capitalism breaks the democratic promise of social and economic equality and of shared prosperity. The book invites you to be woke to woke capitalism. Okay, Joey, what were your thoughts on what he said there? Yeah, so the reason why I wanted to react to this guy particularly is because I think it's important for us to recognize that like in our democracy, we are going to have differences of opinion. We're going to have a left. We're going to have a right. We're going to have libertarians. And, and that's, that's okay. a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's that's... a good thing. And as long as we're having conversations as citizens and we, we have a vote and we're able to make our voices heard, that's a good, that can be a good thing, right? Free press, right? Freedom of religion, right? We have different views and may the best views win. But what what capitalism does is it weights the scale and it actually hurts everybody because it's like if we give this power to corporations now some people on the left may say some less honest people than that guy may say well they're pushing what we support so who cares mm -hmm. but here's the thing about power power doesn't stay stasis so in other words right now the moment that the, we're in a moment where virtue signaling to the progressive left you know is what corporations feel they need to do to make money. Now, listen, I'm on the right. I'd like a more right-leaning culture, but also I don't want, you know, right-leaning corporations shaping our democracy anymore because like, listen, if we push the pendulum from here, chances are right, when a momentum comes, it doesn't stop in the middle, but you know, it can go too far into the reactionary side. So it's like, I want, yes, a more conservative culture, but I want to have that argument out in our democracy, having debates with other people, projecting our ideas on YouTube like we do. I want our churches to be free to teach it, our morality inside our churches and to our children. Right now, with what we have with this woke capitalism is the scales being weighted by powerful corporate interests. And by the way, the other thing we should like, yes, it's capitalism because it's private actors, but as conservatives, we like free markets. But I think there's something we have to acknowledge, like many of these companies, it's not a free market in any way. There's monopolistic power. They've crushed out the little guy. I think of one example, just to show you how these woke companies, they're just about making money. They don't care 
about these values. <laughs> so Amazon supported, came out and supported a $15 minimum wage. And progressives cheered, yeah, $15 minimum wage. But then you dig a little deeper, well, why are they doing it? Well, Walmart has, now they're another big company and I don't really love them either, but this is attacking Amazon right now. <laughs> Walmart at that time was kind of at a pivotal period and they're a threat to Amazon. So Amazon decides like, listen, they're like, we know we can afford to pay our people way more than 15, but if we get this raised to 15, well, guess what? That's going to hurt Amazon. It's going to cut them at the knees. No, it's going to hurt Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. And so who's that going to help? Well, that's going to help Jeff Bezos. So it wasn't some altruistic. Yeah, exactly. Once again, going back to scripture, you see this, that in chapters, I think 18 or 19 in Revelation, that there is this lamenting of not being able to manipulate markets you know, where the merchants uh, can no longer do business with uh, the whore of Babylon. And we can get into that one day. But we are seeing it. They do whatever it takes to cater to the idea of the day. But like you were mentioning, eventually there's going to be a pendulum swing. Now catering it's to the far left. And you and I know, biblically speaking, there's going to be a pendulum swing. And we don't want that either because it's going to go far right to the point where it impinges on liberties as well. So the truth of the matter is that we need to stay balanced, but not balanced in the sense that we're just trying to placate both sides. True balance doesn't cater to either side. True balance caters only to the truth. For us, that truth is found in Jesus, but there is truth that even the atheist can find that is also found in Jesus, although he may not want to acknowledge that. What about these two quotes you have for us? Yeah, uh, real quick before we pull those up, another thing I just wanted to add, and when, like, why, another reason why I think our audience should care about this issue is when we talk about the increasing power of corporations, woke capitalism over our lives, that should be coupled with the fact that we have, we live in an increasingly surveillance capitalism state. In other words, I mean, we all kind of carry these things, Mm -hmm. uh, these things in our pocket, constantly listening to us. But like social media, right? How does it make its money? They don't just offer you this product for free. They market your data. So in other words, so as we see corporations rising in power and they also have more power, like, you know, the private sec, like our private lives have been basically taken. It's just, it makes for a toxic combination. That's just a, I think a pivotal threat to our constitutional democratic republican system elon musk said in an interview with cnn i believe it was that it's all a massive psychop it's massive manipulation and we know that that the majority of people need to learn how to think for themselves to cut through what's being fed to them and make decisions based on truth and that's why Truth needs to be your North Pole at all time. And the only way you can get that truth is through connection and a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's bring up those quotes. Anna, bring up the first one. It's a longer one. You read it, and then we'll expand on it. Yeah, this is from uh, Vivek's book that I mentioned earlier. So, um, and just to tee it up a little bit, what he's saying here is like he's talking about the fact that he's from this kind of corporate world. And so that's why he opens it up like this. He says, why am I defecting? 
I'm fed up with corporate America's game of pretending to care about justice in order to make money. It is quietly wreaking havoc on American democracy. It demands that a small group of investors and CEOs determine what's good for society rather than our democracy at large. This new trend has created a major cultural shift in America. It's not just ruining companies, it's polarizing our politics. It's dividing our country to a breaking point. Worst of all, it's concentrating the power to determine American values in the hands of a small group of capitalists rather than in the hands of the American citizenry at large, which is where the dialogue about social values belongs. That's not America, but a distortion of it. Powerful quote there. Absolutely. What are your thoughts? I come at everything from scripture, and we know, especially in the book of Revelation and in the book of Daniel, so it's just not a New Testament thing, that there are players in society that want to manipulate society to an agenda that, forget religious here for a point, to an agenda to their perceived truth, and they have the attitude by all means necessary. So they don't care about ethics. They don't care about how they get to their perceived goal because they think the goal is what is altruistic. And yet we know that truth and, and democracy needs to be a public town square where everybody can have a voice and let persuasion win out. But you can't be stacking the deck against people and against certain points of view. And right now that deck is stacked against a conservative point of view. And he has seen it from the inside of corporate America. And he's trying to sound the alarm for the rest of us. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the quote a little bit, mm -hmm. but there's a quote by C.S. Lewis where he says, of all the tyrannies, the cruelest, or uh, this is paraphrasing, but I'll, I'll post the whole thing in the, in the uh, comment later. But um, basically, it's to the effect of, of all the tyrannies, the one that's going to be the cruelest and most, the worst, most reprehensible, um, is the one of the people of the top where the tyrants think that they're doing good for us basically he's like because they they torment us at the alleviation of their own conscience right mm. and so they can just do it incessantly um, let me jump like, in here I'm, real quick because going along with that thought and i don't know if the quote you're looking for is in that paper but it's a c.s lewis paper the humanist view of punishment where the cruelest punishment is if you steal something and the sentence for that is six months, let's say, then six months you pay your penalty and you're done. Whether you are rehabilitated or not, that's not the point of punishment. You commit the crime, you get punished for six months, you're done. The humanist view and Democrat view is, no, we're going to keep you locked up until you are rehabilitated. Well, what happens if I'm, you're locking me up, but I'm right? You're going to want me to change my mind against my conscience. And one of the biggest things we protect here in the Gio and Joey show is liberty of conscience. And so that is so cruel to try. And we see it now, right? They want to force gender identity on science instead of letting science dictate what gender is. And if you don't acquiesce or you don't toe the line with their gender identity, they will try to punish you, cancel you, get you fired. Like we saw that nurse 
in New York City with a bike issue, it is dangerous when somebody is trying to do something for your good and they're completely wrong. They're the biggest tyrants. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And before we go into the last quote and wrap this up, um, the other thing I wanted to say is this gender, you brought up the gender identity stuff again. And actually, woke capitalism is one of the major drivers of this, right? So for instance, um, there's a great report. I saw it on um, oh Nate, Nate Hockman of the, Natural, uh, of the National Review kind of detailed how there's actually some deep red Republican states which seem to actually get the least done on these issues, right? South Dakota being the major one. And he's like, why would that be? That's that's odd, right? I don't think most of these voters are expecting these Republicans they're voting for to keep, you know, peddling transgenderism. Why is this happening? So Nate Hockman did a really good um, expose showing how one of the largest medical hospital systems in the country, right, responsible for a lot of jobs, bringing in a lot of money, they lobby, they have really strong lobbyist power with these Republicans in the state legislature and the governor, and some uh, bills that came up that would have curbed the, you know, the, the child gender mutilation industry, they just don't get heard, right? Or they don't get voted on or they get voted down. Um, I think of everybody kind of looked at Christy Nome like during the pandemic as like a 2024 Republican presidential candidate. Well, then a couple of years ago, a, a bill comes before her desk and it would have banned men right, who identify as women from competing in sports. There was a high school part of the bill and a college part of the bill. But because of the college part of the bill, she vetoed it. It passed. It actually passed the state legislature. She vetoed it. And then it came out. The reason was is because she didn't want to be punished by, you know, the uh, collegiate uh, sports association that would keep games from coming to South Dakota. So it was a money thing. It was corruption. Um, and we see that, right? So we see woke companies, right? Whether it be hospital systems, sports teams, or Amazon or Walmart, they leverage their power either explicitly through lobbyists or just through their sheer market power and advertising and whatnot to subvert the will of the voters, right? Rather than allowing these conversations to take place. And going back to scripture, the root of all evil is the love of money. They're selling out for money. And don't you do it. Don't sell out for money. Most people want more money. I want more money. I'm pretty sure Joey's getting an education so he can make more money. But don't sell out to money. Stay true to your principles. Stay true to the truth. And the truth will sustain you. It may not have luxury. It may not have all your desires and wants. But your needs will be met if you stay faithful to the truth. Joey, what's the second quote? I love this one. It's a good one to end on, too. It says, uh, it's Vivek again. And this is this time is from a speech he gave at Hillsdale College, uh, actually in my state of Michigan. <laughs> it mm. says, a good measure of the health of any democracy, especially American democracy, is the percentage of people who actually feel free to say what they actually think in public. And right now, I'm sorry to say that we are doing abysmally on that matter. There's too much conservative self-censorship in the public square. And we have to take that back. We have to be able to speak the truth in love, be direct. I love a passage in scripture where Paul says, have I now become your enemy 
because I tell you the truth. So we have to be able to speak the truth in love. And one of the books that you and I love, a book called Steps to Christ, where it talks about that even in his scathing rebukes, there were tears and compassion in his eyes. And why? In the eyes of Jesus. Why? Because, look, when you go against the truth, you are headed down a a road of perdition, a road where it will get you lost, a road where you'll be separated from eternity from God. And God doesn't want that, but he's not going to bow down to that which is not the truth. He's going to say the truth with love in his voice, even if it's in a direct manner, even if you think it's in an angry manner, and he's going to tell you the truth, not because he hates you, but because he loves you. And that's the same thing we want to do here on the Gio and Joey show. Well, again, going to scripture, right? In John 17, three, right? (laughs) The truth will set you free. And so it's, but Something that Andrew Clavin again brought up on his show this week was, listen, the reason why we support free speech, even for people we don't like, we don't disagree with, is because like, yes, as conservatives, we believe in objective truth. That's a real thing. But also, no individual person has a monopoly on the truth, right? In mm-hmm. other words, right, when you have a, a powerful force, right, whether it be woke capital, whether it be tyrannical governments, whatever, or, you know, even a religious system that says, like, you know, we have a monopoly on truth and we're going to suppress anybody else. Whatever, whatever that monopoly on truth is, right, you become blind, right? In other words, hearing, having all the perspectives open, people being able to debate them, you get the best ideas. And yeah, sometimes, you know, some bad ideas are going to happen. But that's, listen, I, I like what Patrick Henry said, right? I prefer... I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery, right? I'd rather die, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees, right? In other words, mm-hmm. freedom is a little messy. It's a little dangerous. But as opposed to tyranny, right, human beings weren't made for tyranny, right? We're made to be free. And so, listen, I may not agree. Or, listen, I think communists and socialists are awful. I think their ideas are bad. I'm going to debate them in a free marketplace of ideas and I'm going to stand for freedom of speech, right? Whether it's, whether you're Catholic or Jewish or Muslim, Mormon, Muslim, right? Hindu. I don't care, right? You're going to have a freedom of religion and I'm going to defend that because listen, we have to be able to come to the truth as free people, right? And so the, the place for moral formation is in the family and in the church, but it can't be done top down from these other institutions. Any other way it's done leads to abuse of power and persecution, and it leads to the eradication of the minority group. We've seen it throughout all of history, and this nation was founded on the fact of religious Liberty, where people can follow the dictates of their own conscience and bring their ideas to the public square and let those ideas win out. But it has to be a balanced playing field. Joey, any final thoughts? Nope, I think we pretty well covered it. Hi, brothers and sisters. Stay faithful to the truth and the truth shall set you free. Take care.